So what we watch anime? So what we play league? We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what we stay in? It don't bother me. Hello and welcome to the Reet Entertainment Podcast, episode 259 for August 16th, 2020. My name is Nathan Reet Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Rowe McFain. What's up? What's up? Uh, not, not much. Not much is up, my friend. So, uh, where can we find you? Just go to Roda website where you can see all of the links to the other things. Perfect. And what games have you played this week? Um, well, what did I play this week? I know I played stuff. Oh, World of Warcraft. I got, uh, well, of course, but I got uh, Risk of Rain 2 because um, the 1.0 update came out. Wow, that game is uh, it's really hard. Is it? Uh, yep. Um, like, it's sometimes I feel like it might be too hard. Um, but oh. like, I I know, I know intuitively that it's really just that I haven't played it enough, and that there are plenty of other people who play the game on on the rig as the kids say and uh it's it's not that difficult for them um in fact my friend uh whenever i told him that i was having trouble even beating the first level he was like i didn't even know it was possible to lose on the first level uh so <laughs> that's amazing you know. that's amazing i there have been games like that where i've i've played and it's been really easy for me but then like a friend who doesn't play video games very much will play, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you could fail that hard. That's amazing. <laughs> and that apparently like, is you now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just always felt like I was getting cheated by the uh, by the RNG because it's, uh, it's a roguelike, um, or roguelite, I guess. Uh, and you heavily rely on uh, picking up new items to change how your character plays. It's very much in the vein of Binding of Isaac. Uh, but unlike in Binding of Isaac, where I feel like your skill level is much more determinate in whether or not you succeed, it really, really feels like you're relying on getting good item drops. And the fact that sometimes I've played that first level and gotten multiple drops where so you can either you can either find containers that have items in them yes. or you can find 3d printers that require you to exchange an item that you currently have for another item okay and if you get a 3d printer it it replaces a spot where a chest could have been where you could have just gotten an item and I, I've had multiple times where I've gotten like three 3D printers on the first stage. And I'm like, I, I don't even have enough items to justify trading something in for this. Like, right. So it, it, it kind of sucks. There is also the, the Isaac 
thing of knowing which items are actually useful. Right. So, because uh, with the 3D printer, you can see what item you're going to get. Um, so if you don't know what that item does, then you don't even know whether or not it's worth to trade it in. Is there a so, wiki for it? I'm well, sure there, there is. is. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I don't want to lean on that immediately. Like, I have just under four hours in the game, and I still feel like that's too early to go looking up what every single item does, because I feel like that's going to ruin part of the experience, because I do like that aspect of, like, ooh, what does this thing do, and, and all that. Yeah, um, it looks like I'm some... I'm not oh, not sorry. enjoying it. I'll say that. Like, right. I, I'm not... It's not too difficult to the point where I'm not having fun, um, but it's not quite in that sweet spot that like a Souls-like game is where it feels like it's always my fault. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say it's not like a, a in the sweet spot where the Dark Souls, like Dark Souls, where they're all bad. All well, of them are bad uh, games. Yeah, I know. I know. That's That's how you feel. That's how I feel because it's correct. Uh, did you play anything else? You played Risk of Rain, World of Warcraft. Uh, um, I started getting back into Dying Light because their new DLC came out. Um, because for some reason, I they're, they're not releasing Dying Light 2. Uh, I don't know what's going on over there. I'm kind of worried about them. They're but, dying. Uh, <laughs> they, they are, aren't they? Yes. That has to be what it is. Yes. Uh... But they, they released some DLC called Dying Light Hell Raid, which apparently is a Hell Raid themed skin over some random dungeon y looking levels uh just in the Dying Light engine. Uh which Hell Raid is another game from this same company that has been indefinitely postponed. Oh good. Uh and it's supposed to be like like kind of medieval y like high fantasy dying light, basically. Uh or at least that's my understanding. So again, I don't know what the hell's going on over there, but I haven't played the DLC yet because I hit continue on the main menu and forgot that I was in the expansion pack DLC where the map is gigantic and I don't have my car and uh, yeah, but uh I keep forgetting how fun that game is. It's really fun. It's really satisfying. God, I just want the sequel to come out already because, wow, it just feels so good. I've never um, played Dying Light. It's Really? It's a, it's like a parkour zombie game, right? Am I, am yeah, I thinking did, correctly? Did, okay. you, did you play Dead Island? I did play Dead Island, yes. It's, it is... Well, it's literally like what they wanted Dead Island to be. Um, oh, okay. Just like it's the same people that made Dead Island, but they they either left the company that was publishing Dead Island or they got kicked out of it. I don't remember. Deep um, Silver, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Deep Silver didn't want to publish the game that they wanted to make, so they left and... They're publishing their own game or something, but yeah, Dying Light is is that. It is very much reminiscent of Dead Island, but the weapons have a little more weight to them. It feels a lot more visceral and a lot less, slightly less wacky. 
there's some wacky shit that happens. Uh, but the parkour feels amazing. Um, like, especially whenever you do one of the race minigame missions, like it, it feels really, really cool. Um, it, it's not as smooth as, uh, you know, the one that EA made, uh, the dice made, uh, the one rink. No, no, no. Uh, the mirror's edge, mirror's edge. Yeah. Okay. It's not as as smooth as Mirror's Edge, but it it's very close, and all of the other stuff you get with it makes it totally worth it. Like it, it's a really good time. Good. Uh, the ending sucks sucks donkey balls though. Okay. Uh, well, okay. So just I know I'm probably getting into spoiler territory. Aren't you in the game? Aren't you infected? Or is that in the second one? You're supposed to be infected. So the second one is. You're the same character, so I mean, you're you're infected in the in the first game. That's actually something I thought that they were going to do uh, with the storyline. And I mean, Dying Light is how how fucking old is this game? It's a few it's years five old. Five years old. Yeah, it's five years old. Uh, been long enough. Uh, yeah, you do get infected throughout the course of the game, um, and uh, very late in the game. Uh, you start in cutscenes specifically showing like weird superhuman abilities. Uh, and I thought that was what they were going to do. Like, and maybe that's like their justification for having a level up system. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of a cool thing that I'm, I'm expecting them to expand on in the sequel if it ever comes out. But, and you know, if you if you want Dying Light, you can buy it right now on Steam for thirteen dollars and fifty nine cents. Yeah, it's absolutely worth it whenever it's on sale. Um, full price, eh, forty dollars is a lot. But yeah, for a five year old. That said, game. that said, I have forty five hours in it. Um. And I'm kind of on the light side compared to a lot of other people. Like, I think, uh, let's see, where's, where's Connor? I mean, if you want to compare hit, it, uh, if you want to compare uh, it Connor in time, 24 hours. if you want to compare it time-wise, I mean, Persona 5, I'm sorry, Persona 4 Golden's only 20 bucks, and it's eight, over 80 hours of content. Uh, I've, got, I've got a couple of friends who have roughly 70 hours in it. Jesus. Um, my, my friend Greasy Jesus has 227 hours in it, but he's also a madman. So yeah. I have a not friend, necessarily indicative. I have a friend that had over 200 hours in Final Fantasy 10. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Final <laughs> Fantasy, Final Fantasy 12. <laughs> I know. I know. So I, I completely understand that people are insane. So, uh, did you play anything else or can we move on? Should Let's we move, move on? on. Okay. I, Nathan Reeton Spruth. You can find me at Reeton everywhere. Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on uh, YouTube. I just posted something. I'll talk about it here in a minute um, onto my YouTube. It's a terrible video. Don't watch it. Uh, but that's that's Reeton or Reeton Entertainment on YouTube. You can go to my website, ReetonEntertainment.com. And, of course, the podcast you are listening to, uh, you can find us at Reeton Podcasts pretty much everywhere. We are on you know sp- the, the main ones, Spotify, Google, iTunes, and then we're also on some smaller ones like TuneIn, Stitcher, stuff like that. So if you look for Reet and Podcast, you're going to find us. 
uh, on any of your your podcast apps. Press the subscribe button. Get them downloaded. We do it pretty much every Sunday, but not always. Every once in a while, we'll miss it. Uh, let's talk about the games I played this week. I played some Overwatch, as usual. Um, Halo, as usual. I'm getting a lot better, by the way. Uh, I don't know if it's because I'm more uh, more tuned to play Halo 3, uh, but I feel like I'm doing a lot better in Halo 3 than I did in any of the other Halo games for the Master Chief Collection since they released it. So I had fun. I've had a lot of fun with Halo 3. Um, I played some Fall Guys, and people are dicks in Fall Guys. That's which like I, the meta I, I, I understand, but like, so we were, have you played the Slime Climb minigame? I don't, I don't know. Basically, it's just, it's the basic race thing, but it's really annoying. And at the very, the very last stretch that you go on, um, there's like a, ver- it's a slimy area, so you, you're kind of slipping around a bunch, and there were the the there was a guy that was like right next to me and i was you know we were number 1 and 2 basically we're running up this slime thing and it didn't matter whoever got to the finish line we were still going to be able to go to the the final round and he grabs me and just pushes me off the level <laughs> and i was like you motherfucker there's zero reason to do that there was no point in doing that except for you're an asshole uh, but I did get two wins. I actually, I actually won the game twice, which uh, made me feel really good. I, I won twice in a row, actually. Uh, so that was that was kind of fun. It's it's kind of weird. So you use crowns to buy like extra items in the game. You either level up, or you use your points, or you use crowns, or you can buy them with real money. And it's five crowns per individual item that you that you get for certain items. And I was like, that means you have to win five times. And that's just the top half. In order to get the bottom half, you have to pay another five crowns. So in order to get a matching set, you have to win at least ten matches. Which is, I mean, it's kind of insane, right? Because, I don't know, I don't win yeah. Battle Royal games very much. I'm not very good at them. So, it's it's really it's really bothersome. But I played some what else did I play this week? I played some Fall Guys, played some Halo, played some Overwatch. Uh I downloaded and installed Fantasy Star 2 online 2. We'll talk about that. Um I also Did you get it on Steam? No. No. Oh. I actually I actually just downloaded it from the Xbox Games thing and it worked fine. I don't know why it works now. So I was able to log in. But I also, and this is, I, I posted a YouTube video. Again, don't watch it. It's really, really bad. I messed up and the color grading's awful and it, it'll be better. Um, I did my Ancestry DNA test. I got, oh, yeah, I got I saw, my results in. I saw in. that. So I got my results in and I had always been told that I was like Irish, French, and German, uh, mainly. And then, like a few years ago, I spoke to one of my my 
relatives who I've never met before, but we've spoke on email, and she said that I um. She said that I was, you know, Armenian and uh, had some Native American in me. I don't know if she really was my grandma. I, I really don't. I I don't know. My mom found her on some like reunion site because my mom's adopted. But the and oh and they and she had the same name that my mom had been told was her mom's name. Uh, but they never had blood. They never met. They never had like their bloods blood tested or anything like that. So it's very possible. Uh, but it's it seems kind of unlikely that I was actually related to her. Anyway, uh, I found out that I have zero, not even a drop of Native American blood. I am whiter than Elizabeth Warren. And <laughs> uh, I have, uh, so we'll, we'll start from the lowest. I have 2% from the Baltics, which is um, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Belarus, and Ukraine. So that's actually pretty cool. I have 3% from Sweden. So that's that's not too bad. Uh 4% is from Norway. So, you know, a little bit Norwegian. Uh 6% I am I am a little bit German, so they were right about that. I have 6% German in me. I have 27% Ireland and Scotland, which would explain why when I grow a beard, it's very, very red. It's a very bright red beard. Am, and then I'm only two percent more Irish slash Scottish than you. Wow, that's that's not too bad. And then fifty eight percent English, Wales, and Northwestern Europe. <laughs> I'm seventy one percent on that. Like, yeah, <laughs> I only I only have those two on ancestry. <laughs> <laughs> so you only have Irish and English. That's it. Yeah. Like I am I am as purebred white as I could possibly be. Yeah. So you know what According I was thinking. According to that. Huh. So that that's what that's what's interesting though, uh, because ancestry will give me that. Uh but twenty three and me, uh I'm getting it open again now just to see if it's changed at all. Uh so before when I had used it, it actually said that I had yeah, I have 0.1% uh, broadly Western Asian and North African and 0.1% Southern East African and 0.2% Native American. So I wonder if, I, I wonder which one's more accurate, right? I have no idea. Yeah, and um, my assumption is that if 23andMe has any accuracy to it in those areas, it's probably just that like, somewhere along the line a settler like raped one of those uh race groups or something yeah. and i yeah. and and one of my ancestors became a bastard child of that that's but it uh uh 23 and me gives me like there's some french and german in there and scandinavian and finnish and broadly northwestern european so if you're if you're really interested, I would I would highly recommend doing the twenty three and me one as well. I want to, but I'm waiting till it goes on sale. Yeah, yeah, definitely wait till it's on sale. Because it's like ninety nine. Always happens. Yeah, always happens around the holidays. Yeah, 
but yeah, so I think what would be cool is if uh, since it's, it's saying you know I'm I'm part this, part this, Ireland and Scotland, blah blah blah. Go to all of these countries that are listed in my heritage. Oh yeah, totally. That'd be, that'd um, be really cool. Actually, totally serious. Uh, if you plan on going to Scotland at some point, I am highly interested in going with you. Uh, um, that would be awesome. So I remember I was going to go to Ireland this year. And yeah. Scotland's a fucking hop, skip, and a jump away, so... Right. Um, there, is a, there is a castle over there with my name on it. A Mc, McFane? Yeah, there is, there is a McFane castle somewhere over there. You're like, no, um, Aroa. It's the Aroa castle. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, uh, so I, I'm very curious to see if, if I can track that down or find anything about my lineage because we supposedly have a very interesting backstory it's funny so. because i actually know there was a I, and then we'll skip to the you know actual news stories uh a few years ago there was a girl who just messaged me and added me as a friend because she was adding everybody with my last name as that... um <laughs> at, at basically everyone with my last name she was just adding as a friend on facebook and she's actually from the uk so i probably have some distant relatives in the uk somewhere that i've never met that'd be pretty cool yeah uh anyway let us go and let's start talking about some of them them news stories a lot of them are are, are little news stories that are not going to take a long time this week but we've got halo infinite uh it got it got delayed so it says here this is from the verge which is a very reputable site right uh it says 343 industry says the delay is related to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic as employees have shifted to work from home and development of large games has been particularly particularly difficult for many in the industry however i'm also thinking it's probably because people were bitching about their E3 stuff. I, yeah, I bet it was because of that. They, yeah, that's definitely that. It says, we have made the difficult decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. Uh, the decision will, to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development, development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related uh, impacts affecting us all this year. We want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Industries, who have remained committed to making the great game and finding solutions to, uh, to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday. Uh, yeah, it's because the game wasn't, people are bitching. People are bitching about the game and the graphics, and you're going back, and you're trying to make it look as good as possible, which is fine. I'm, you know, I'm okay. I would rather them delay it than them be in a serious state of crunch up until release date. Well, they're probably still going to be in a serious They're state probably of still going to do that. <laughs> but here's another thing. I don't want them to release it like they did the Master Chief Collection on the Xbox. Yeah. Because when the Master Chief Collection... Well, not a lot of people remember this. I don't know why. But when the Master Chief Collection on the Xbox originally, originally released, it was awful. 
like nothing worked. Uh-huh. So I want them to make sure that it's actually a functional game when it releases. It's amazing <laughs> to me how they how they could go from you know Halo two and three, which from what I understand on launch day was pretty solid, and then they release Master Chief Collection and just nothing works. I don't. How have they not figured out how servers work yet? I don't know. So, um, tell you what the what the main chunk of it is is that uh, is that the culture of game development has changed substantially since those days. Probably. Back in like Halo Three was probably one of the last bastions of we have to release a game that's done, whatever we release it. Like we they they had only just gotten into the culture of patching games and hell back then it cost a pretty decent amount of money to publish a patch uh, on the the 360 or ps3 wasn't it ten thousand dollars or something like that yeah it was some ridiculous amount so like you really were incentivized to release a game that was finished whenever it came out and then only patch something if you really had to later and now it's very much the opposite direction where publishers routinely will shove a game out before it's really done and then just expect the development or development house to do everything they can to patch it up within the first month or two of, of launch. Yeah. It's, and I, it's... I really think that that's, that's what it comes down to is that they're like, I really think that that's why Master Chief Collection even on PC ended up the way that it was where they had to release each component piecemeal over time and add in other things on top of it. As time went on, they could have just released everything all at once, but they were forced to do otherwise because it just made more sense in terms of the, the timeline that the publisher had in mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sad that Halo Infinite is got it, that it got delayed. I do think it will hurt the sales of the Xbox Series X by not releasing. So, I, 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 well, not releasing, you know, when it, when the Xbox Series X releases, but I honestly don't think Microsoft cares how many Xbox Series Xs they sell. They, they have shifted their focus to just be more software and a little bit of hardware rather than trying to make any profit off the hardware right now. With Xbox Game Pass, with Xbox Live, all of that jazz, they're making a lot more money on their software side rather than their hardware side. So well, Yeah, that is uh, that is where not just the games industry, but where the tech industry as a whole is headed. It's all a service industry now. Uh, if you look at even uh, Apple... Apple, who has constantly been been hailed as a company that really focuses on hardware first, they absolutely do not anymore. And they have admitted that in their earnings calls, where they have said that they are trying to focus more on providing monthly paid subscription services, because that's where all the money really is. And we've Mm -hmm. seen that. We've seen that in the form of Apple Arcade. Uh, Apple TV Plus and their uh, their other slightly less 
prominently marketed, but nonetheless very strongly pushed things like having to pay for extra cloud storage for backups. Or, well, also like even Microsoft themselves, we have Office 365. Yep. Uh, you have you have the the game uh, Xbox Game Pass. You have the PC Game Pass. Uh, there's other subscription services that it, they offer that I can't remember what right now. do you now. think Windows is going to be a subscription service? I'm trying to avoid that conversation because it's scary. It scares me. I know, me. right? Um, and then they have, like, Adobe, has, all of their stuff has moved to subscription as well, which is bullshit, which it sucks because, you know, before you would pay, what, five or $600 for a copy of the full suite of CS6 or whatever. And now you have to pay $60 a month if you want everything. And that ends up costing, or that ends up making them a lot more money in the long run, even though they're, mm -hmm. even though they're not making as much money per month. Uh, but even look at the um, wrestling, the WWE network. They used to make bank on pay-per-views. And the way that it would work, I think, is that the WWE would get 50% profit. They'd, they'd do a 50-50 split with the pay-per-view companies. And for WrestleMania, they would get over a million people who are purchasing WrestleMania, which it was, I think, 60 let's just say $60 for WrestleMania on pay-per-view. You would then uh, give, that, give half of that, so they have a million viewers give half of the 60 million that they got and WWE would get $30 million, which is a pretty good deal for them. Plus it boosts the economy. Plus they get ticket sales, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But with WWE network, they don't have to rely on their big pay-per-views to make money. They get that money every month. So they don't have to worry about WrestleMania, you know, paying most of the bills because they get, you know, a couple hundred thousand subscribers, and that could sustain them for the entire year. It's it's a very good business model, but I I personally don't like it. <laughs> so I, I'm not a I'm not a fan of subscription services for uh, software. I think I should be able to buy the software. I'm fine with the subscription model if there's an alternative. Like right, that's, can't, that's can't, yeah, where I'm at. Can I pay $200 to get the Adobe suite, just the entire thing, or even $500 to get the entire thing? No, you have to have a subscription model, and it's bullshit. Let's move on, and we're going to talk about something else I don't want to pay for, Fantasy Star Online 2. <laughs> it's really sad because I, I love this, but you have to pay money for it. No, you don't. I thought you did. So, that is the way that PSO2 works. Right. Somebody has to pay money for it. Okay, but so you let's, don't let's necessarily. Let's back up here. Persona, uh, I'm sorry, Fantasy Star Online 2 has implemented a new uh, event in the game where you can play and get certain tickets, scratcher tickets, AC scratch tickets, uh, yeah. which are Persona Paradox. And what this does is it allows you to get uh, costumes and music tracks and more from Shin, Shin Megami Tensei 3, 4, uh, Persona 5, 
uh, Persona 3 Dancing in Moonlight and Persona 5 Dancing in Starlight. Uh, and they have a bunch of costumes, which I think are great. They have the the one that I really want is the Teddy costume. The, the bear suit. Uh, they also have a Jack Frost suit and they have, you know, the iconic, like, the Joker. Um, they have the protagonist from Persona 4. They have Chie. They have Elizabeth Replica. They have a bunch of different outfits that you can wear. And the marketing images that they use, uh, they always make these characters using the in-game character editor. So the costumes are really, really impressive. They really are. They're really good. Uh, you also get there's a lot of stuff like you can get uh, a bunch like a bunch of headwear like glasses or or um, you can either I think this is a evolution device I don't know what this is Mog device for Morgana from Persona Five. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that's there. There you have a little thing that follows you around. That's so what it's I a figured. skin for that. So there's a lot of stuff that they have included in this. Now you. This is how how not Persona Fantasy Star Online works. You have to buy the scratch tickets with AC currency, which you can which you purchase within the game. But Aroa yep. apparently knows a way to get them with in-game currency. Yes. So I have the Megarine Luca outfit, which is or was something from the Vocaloid crossover event. Um. I did not pay AC for scratchers because that's fucking bullshit. It's um, it's a ripoff, yeah. There is an in-game economy where you can sell anything in your personal store, uh, sort of like the WoW auction house, except each player has their own shop where they can set their own prices and you can go through all that stuff. Uh so the way that people who don't want to pay real money um, get these items is you buy them off of somebody's personal shop. Of uh, course, the problem you're going to run into is that it's going to cost a lot of in-game currency, uh, right. especially right after uh, these things launch. Um, it, it, they're, so at least going off of the Vocaloid thing, it's going to start out really, really expensive. It's going to dip, and then it's going to go way back up. Yeah, so... because after the event ends, which the event does end, uh, it looks like it ends next month on the 8th, or is that the 9th? Yeah. It, it's, usually, it's usually like a month or so yeah. that these events last. So but, it's probably yeah, once, starts once the out... events. Sorry, go on. Well, yeah, once the event's over, then you have scarcity kick back in. And everything shoots back up again. Right. So. Uh, so I paid. The Luca one was actually one of the cheaper ones. And I think I paid three million Meseta uh, for it. And that took me about a week and a half, two weeks of constant grinding in the game. Oh, that's it. That's it. Uh, yeah. Which, you know. To be fair, honestly, not that bad, especially considering I had just started the game like maybe a week or two before that. Right. Uh, so like and you can make even more money 
by playing higher ranking areas so the further along you are in the game the easier it's going to be to make that money it's probably the fairest system that i've ever seen especially in a free-to-play game like i can only imagine that sega makes fucking bank off of the scratcher tickets to be able to justify having that system in the game oh i bet they make so much money off of this especially i I mean persona's huge now too and oh, not yeah. just not just in Japan, and I think that they are getting, they're probably going to get so much money off of this. What I think is hilarious, though, is that like you can get um, Marie's clothes, or like you can get female clothes in this, and I have a robot. Uh, like, would my robot be wearing these clothes? Uh, not if you're male. Okay. They, they are generally gender exclusive. Sometimes they are race exclusive. Um, but from my experience, uh, the female clothing tends to work with uh, female robots. Uh, the male robots, on the other hand, I'm not so sure. Okay. Uh, so you, you might end up uh, you might end up getting. It looks like it out. says it looks like it says all races. But okay, that's cool. But so like the bear suit, which is Teddy, that it says all races unisex. Uh same with Jack Frost suit. But then you go into like Joker, it says all male races. Right. And and then uh if you go to like on from Persona Five, all female races. Yeah. So. so as long as it doesn't say uh, all non-cast races, then you're good. Right, right. So maybe maybe I'll play. I, I do have it downloaded. I just haven't actually played it at all, really. I, I, I haven't installed and haven't played it in a while either. So. Yeah. Uh, but I do want some of these Persona stuff, but I'm assuming, like, look at all the shit they have. I'm not going to be able to buy all that. Yeah, that's going to be the other shitty thing is that the the Vocaloid one was two pieces. There was a wig and an outfit. And with this shit, I bet you're going to have to get like the outfit and the glasses and the wig and there'll be accessories. Like yeah. that's going to suck if that's it the would, case. It would really suck. So let's move on. Let's move on to our next story, which is Intel's discreet. How do you say that? Z? X E? Is it supposed to be Xenon? Is that? Is, I, I, is it? I guess it's so. It's it's the XE GPU. I don't know if you're supposed to say Z like Xenon. I, I would. I would. Oh imagine. wait, no. It's got. It's got to be XE because in their marketing, it's it's an X and then the E is like a little. I can't remember what that's called, but it's tiny and up in in the upper right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So Intel's, uh, this is from Engadget, Intel opinion, a big splash in the graphics world this year with its XE GPU, which will show up in Tiger Lake's laptops and will soon be available for high-performance machines. High-performance HPC machines. Anyway, uh, what about games? It turns out they'll have to wait until 2021. The company revealed during its architecture Day briefings this week, Intel is labeling its gamer-focused architecture XE HPG 
and will feature hardware accelerated ray tracing and support for GDDR6 memory. Uh, other than that, they're not saying much. Uh, so I did end up finding, uh, whenever I was looking to try to find more info on the branding, um, I found some documentation on some of the hardware features, uh, but rather than get into that forest of acronyms and other shit that honestly I don't care about, uh, they talk about the low power versions. So there are going to be four different architectures. Uh, the XE HPC, HP, HPG, and LP. Uh, two of them, the HPG and the LP, are going to be for low power uh, work and for gaming. So it, it, they're probably going to be for like laptops and stuff. Uh, so what bothers me with this is that the LP microarchitecture supports DX12 1. Uh, meanwhile, Turing and RDNA 2, which are AMD's more recent architectures, they support DX12 2. Well, I'm also curious about Vulkan support. I don't I, I kind it doesn't say anything about Vulcan, does it? Um, I don't know. I mean, no, it does not. Okay. Uh, at least not in this article. But uh, I would be surprised if it didn't have Vulcan support because I'm ninety percent sure that uh, a, that Intel is part of the the Vulcan committee, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, yeah, the conglomerate. Uh, but Turing, um, Turing came out in 2018. Yes. Uh, so the fact that Intel is putting out new cards or chips in the case of the mobile ones that don't support DX12 2 makes me think that they're going to continue pulling their recent bullshit of if you want the if you want features that should just be present across everything then you're going to have to pay more for that i could see that and i um, it, like that intel continues to baffle me with how stupid they're being in in that area yeah you, you, they also they well, they also like we we didn't we didn't talk about it but do you know about intel not letting you use your ram at its full speed unless yeah. you pay for yeah unless you get a like, higher in motherboard yeah which yeah. is like oh go fuck yourself <laughs> why why yeah. would you do that they they've done that like and and here's the thing when they do it in the cpu space they're still number one in my opinion with with cpu they're in gaming yeah but but they're still really high like they don't have to worry people are still going to buy intel cpus but when you're a new person you're a new competitor you should put everything out there to try to get noticed who's going to buy an intel gpu when you can get a tried and trust tried and true tried and tested 
um, NVIDIA GPU that's probably going to run games better. It's probably going to have better driver support. It's going to support all of the fancy new games and graphics you want. Same thing with AMD, even though AMD is... is their graphics cards are not as good as Intel or NVIDIA uh, graphics cards. But Intel is not going to be making great graphics cards right out of the gate, probably. They're not going to make things that can compete with the 2080 Ti or the 5700 XT as much as they want to. Even if they do make it hardware, so, like the hardware is as good, the driver support will not be as good. It just won't be. There's no way it's going to be as good, at least at launch. So you should throw a lot of features at people and try to make it priced competitively. And I doubt Intel's either going to do either of those things. You can you can talk now. Oh no, I mean I think you're you're exactly on. Yeah. Like I I feel like this is Intel continuing the trend of going we're the best and everyone knows we're the best so they're gonna buy our stuff because we're the best and without recognizing that like they're rapidly losing market share to amd and they have nothing but market share to gain in the gpu space like uh, even even amd has traditionally better mobile gpus than intel does they do. Like, they really, really do. <laughs> like, the only thing Intel has going for them is power efficiency. And the, no one cares about that in the GPU space, at least not gamers. Like, it's, yeah, it's something to keep in mind on, like, small form factor builds. But most of the time, nobody gives a shit because they're running, like, a fucking water block that is just sucking up all the power and and like they don't give a shit like i i don't know i don't know what their strategy is here i, I just uh i i hope that it's good just because i'd like to have somebody being competitive because anybody trying to be competitive with with nvidia would be good but i i don't see it happening the 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 best that i could see is that it's really cheap and and it's competitive it's with, intel like, though that's yeah, not gonna happen i know i know that's <laughs> like i i don't yeah. know what their what their strategy is here but it's probably gonna probably gonna be really bad i know somebody's strategy and i know the exact strategy they're using to sell more cabinets arcade cabinets that is uh, SNK announced a $500 Neo Geo arcade cabinet with 50 preloaded games. So, what was go that? Uh, I was gonna yeah, say, yeah, go I was gonna say, I I know exactly who this is for, but I still can't buy it because this is this is for me, but I can't I can't justify spending $500 on an arcade cabinet right now. Um, Why? Why do you want this? Uh, you know, I actually, I, I don't want necessarily this. I want an actual Neo Geo arcade cabinet, like one of the why, original ones. Why? So what I was going to say is I don't understand why people love Neo Geo so much. So the reason I I like it is when I was a kid, 
there was a place that I would go to where they had free arcade machines that you could go hang out there and play arcade, play the arcade cabinets. And I would play the Neo Geo cabinet and play Samurai Showdown and and um, not Metal Gear, the the one where you run right to left that I can't or left to Metal right. Metal Slug. I, Metal Slug. So I would play those games, King of Fighters, uh, stuff like that. And I really loved them. I have nostalgia for them. And I thought they were the coolest things ever. So I also have a friend who makes his own arcade cabinets. And he has a couple cabinets. He has Dig Dug and Asteroids. And I showed him this. And he told me that his were better. And I was like, fuck you. So, because <laughs> he makes his own. And, and his, his do look really nice. But I do think that for $500, this is actually probably a good deal. Like, it's not, it's not ridiculously overpriced, in my opinion. I know it's probably just like a, a freaking Raspberry Pi in there, but still. Now, this is from TechSpot, and it says, At 25 inches uh, by 15.4 inches wide by 19.4 inches uh, depth, I think. Yeah. Um, this arcade, arcade cabinet isn't quite as large as a traditional machine, uh, but it also means it won't take up as much space. Without the uh, optional base, the cabinet weighs about 28 pounds. There is an optional base that you can include as well for $50. It's $50 if you include it with the machine, and if you buy it separately, it's $99. Uh, if you'd rather have a more true-to-life arcade cabinet, the base adds another 32 inches to the overall height. The Japanese hardware and software company recently announced the Neo Geo Multi-Video System, or MVSX for short. The system features a 17-inch LCD operating at 1280 by 1024 Ooh, that resolution. Uh, I remember my first LCD screen had 1280 by 1024 uh, Yeah, I used a Dell monitor from the year 2007 until the year I got the monitor sitting in front of me. Yep. Uh, and it was it was a 1280 by 1024 heavy motherfucking Dell monitor. It has two stereo or has two stereo speakers and two sets of arcade style controls, so you can play two player games. It'll come preloaded with 50 classic games, including 10 games from the King of Fighters series, <laughs> eight Fatal Fury games, and six of the Metal Slug and Samurai Showdown games. So let's see, we've got 10 plus 8, that's 18, plus 6, 24. So 30 of the games are from King of Fighters, Fatal Fury, Metal Slug, and Samurai Showdown. There's so, 40. 40 of them. Would that be... There's 6 each from Metal Slug and Samurai Showdown. Okay, yes. So 12 plus Oh, oh, oh yeah, right, oh. right. No, I think... Yeah. Yeah, Wait, I think I'm right. No, is that 30? So yeah, 10, 10 I, plus I'm eight. a big boy. I do math good. I was like, but I'm pretty sure I did that right. So it's, yeah, 10, game, 10 plus 8 would be 18, plus 6 would be 24, plus 6 more would be 30. So I was, I was yeah, right. Yeah, 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 you're right. So they have 20 games that I don't know. I'm not looking this shit up. Uh, but they have 20 games that are not part of those series, which I find hilarious because 30 of the games are just taken All... up. <laughs> like, they just... They're just four different games spread out to 30. Yeah. I really, 
I do think it's really neat looking. Um, obviously, it's an arcade cabinet. It's probably going to run some form of Raspberry Pi or tiny computer like they did with the uh, NES Classic and SNES Classic. So most likely, somebody's going to hack this in five minutes, and you're going to be able to add on your own ROMs, which I do think would be pretty cool. So I assume you are not interested in this even a little bit. No, I I have no nostalgia for Neo Geo stuff. And for that matter, all these games have been ported to other systems a billion times anyway, because exactly. this is I that, that's what I don't get is like, why is it Neo Geo that that gets re-released over and over again in different form factors? I just I, don't understand it. I I personally think that the systems are really cool, but again, I agree with you. I think that um, there are so many re-releases. You can play these games on the PlayStation 4. You can play them on the Xbox. You can play them on the PC. Uh, there have been a bunch of collections released for a bunch of different consoles, like PlayStation 2, uh, Dreamcast, etc., etc., etc. They all have some sort of Neo Geo collection, or individual games that you can play, you do not need to buy an arcade cabinet. Even though it looks cool, you do not need to buy an arcade cabinet to play Neo Geo games. So, let's move on to our final story. Now, this one only says Fortnite uh, has been removed from the Google Play Store. However, uh, it's also been removed from the Apple Store, correct? Yes. So, I'm unsure as to why, but let's go through this Verge article. Oh, we'll you don't know? Not necessarily. I haven't really read about it. I just saw that it happened and posted it. So, I I, I can tell you why. Um, oh, 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 was it the 1984 commercial? No. Okay. Um, no. So, what happened was Epic decided that they were going to say fuck you to both uh, app stores. And they were going to offer uh, users uh, the option to buy uh, whatever the hell their their in-game currency is. Uh, I, V-Bucks. They're going to offer the option to buy V-Bucks for a discount in the game. The catch is that the discount comes from the fact that you're buying directly through Epic and not through the app stores, which is against the terms of service for both app stores. You're not allowed to sell things through your own marketplace in in a mobile app. You have to sell using the Google Play services or using the App Store because that way they get their cut. And it's like a 30% cut. So, wow. so Fortnite, well, Epic was like, all right, well, instead you can buy V-Bucks for a slight discount and we get all the money instead of having to give a cut. And once that happened, then both app stores went, no, and just took the app off of their marketplaces. Oh, that makes sense. So uh, I, I'm i on a Google and, and Apple side on this one, to be fair. Because, really? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Because they have, they, Epic would have signed some sort of deal that said that they couldn't do it. They would have signed some terms of service and then they violated that terms of service. So I'm on, I, I understand that Epic wants to make money, 
but if they've signed that contract saying we will not do X, X, or X, and then they do that, then Apple and Google are within their rights to remove them from the store. So in terms of removing the apps from their app marketplaces, I agree with you. They right. are they are well within their right. They're not they're not doing anything wrong by taking Fortnite off. Where I do think that they are in the wrong is by having these provisions in place in the first place. And I agree with you on that as well. I I I do think that the gamers or the people should be able to make money um however they want. But I also think that Apple and Google put those in there because they knew that people would do stuff like this if they didn't. I mean, and, they did because and, they want to make they want to make and they want to make cut. money. And they want that that sweet sweet ad or they want that sweet sweet uh cash shop revenue. Yes. Yeah. And, and I I I remember last year, I think it was, uh Spotify pulled something similar, not anywhere to near this degree because they can't afford to have their apps taken off anything. Mm-hmm. But they put out an ad campaign against Apple. And was like, hey, just so you guys know, Apple's a bunch of fucking assholes and won't let us give you features that we want to give you on iOS because they just won't give us access to these APIs. And it's it's their fault that you can't play Spotify songs through Siri. Like, and I, I think that, that that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, well, this and... is a more extreme version of that. And Epic can only get away with it because they're making billions of dollars off of the PC version alone, I'm sure. Now you can still get, you can still get uh, Fortnite installed on your device by, I believe you, do you have to sideload it or you can do it through the Samsung store? Uh, I know that you can at least sideload it. Um, oh yeah. Through the Samsung galaxy store on Samsung devices, uh, which that was actually originally how you had to get Fortnite on Android because something there was something that they were doing that wasn't they they couldn't put it, you you couldn't put it on that oh it was this that was what it was was it originally they they were just having you sideload it so that you had to buy V bucks directly through them and then they ended up putting it on the Play Store to try to get more users out of it that is that's and this is so weird I'm I'm not a fan of Fortnite so I have no real like dog in the race is that is that the words that yeah, is that the phrase good enough yeah horse in the race um no 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 cock in the fight that's what we're going with so um yeah. <laughs> so i i don't really care <laughs> like if it's removed <laughs> they could remove it all together they could be like fortnite's dead and i'd be like good yeah so it, like the worried. sad part is that we're just watching we're watching three behemoths duke it out and yeah, we're watching like, three, at the end of the day <laughs> yeah you're like we're watching three companies who don't care about us other than money argue over who gets that extra 20% money uh, but 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 tim sweeney said that that this is about consumer rights. I think it's Tim Sweeney. Is it? Is he the I Epic guy? Fucking, I don't fucking know. I I it's the, stupid. The, the the president of Epic said that this is about consumer rights and having having choice, even though 
they're discounting V-Bucks by 20%, which is 10% less than the 30% cut, which means they're still making that 10% more, more money. <laughs> so let's, okay, so fuck Fortnite, fuck Google, fuck Apple. Uh, I'm going to talk about my new job. Oh, okay. So not so last Monday, I was supposed to start my new job, which is... Uh, I'm working from home doing like phone support for like a credit card company. It's, it's going to be bullshit, right? It's going to be annoying. I'm going to have to deal with really annoying people all day long. It'll be great. I'll love it. Um, and so the previous week, so not last week, the previous week they were supposed to ship out my computer and I guess the IT team had put together the computer, put the box, you know, set it there for the UPS guy to grab, and they had done that on Wednesday. And they checked on Friday, and the UPS guy had never picked it up. Uh-oh. So the UPS guy picked it up, and they're like, okay, it should be there Monday. We have it shipped with as fast of shipping as possible. So it should be there Monday morning. It says Monday morning at 10 a.m. That wasn't going to happen. UPS never delivers at 10 a.m. They deliver at like maybe 3 at the earliest where I'm at. But I was like, okay, I'll probably just not work on Monday and then I'll start work on Tuesday. And it doesn't come on Monday. And then it doesn't come on Tuesday. And the dates keep Uh shifting. And then it doesn't come on Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, And I'm communicating with my manager and all that jazz. So... They're like, okay, so Thursday it still doesn't show up. And so in the morning on Thursday, he's like, fuck. Okay, I'm just going to ship it. Uh, we're get, we, they, The IT team built another computer. They put all the stuff in the box. They shipped it on Thursday morning and with like the, the quickest shipping you can get from UPS. So they're like, you should get it Friday. Obviously not before work starts, but, but I should get it Friday. So finally... I get the second computer at like 2.30, 3 o'clock, something like that. I finally get my new computer for work. And I'm like, great. I open it up. I can't log into it. They have not given me the login credentials to unlock this computer. And I can't get the IT team to help me get logged into this computer. And I was like, fuck it. Looks like I'm starting a week late. Uh, And so I called my... Or my, uh, I, I texted the recruiter, the the contract lady, and she was like, "Hey, we talked with HR. Um, the place you're working for wants to give you four hours on Monday and Tuesday, and then claim eight hours on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So I got 32 hours of work, even though I worked zero days last week. Oh, that's cool. And then two hours after I got my uh my package." The original computer showed up. <laughs> what the fuck? So this is this is just everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Uh, but I will be starting my new job hopefully tomorrow. Uh, I will be working six thirty a.m. to three p.m. Monday through Friday, and then after that. It will move to 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., which is a pretty good shift, to be fair. I'm okay with that. However, that means I will have to change up my stream a little bit. 
And so after the first month, we'll see what happens, but I may have to switch it from uh, 6 to 9 to like 6.30 to 9.30 or 7 to seven to 10 Pacific time. So, yeah, so that's my adventure in work is I have done absolutely nothing this week. I, I watched some of the like training videos that they have and I retained 0% of the information. And they also had me go through like the sexual harassment training stuff. So uh, I now know I cannot sexually harass people that I work with when I am the only person I'm going to see all day because <laughs> I work from home. Anyway, hey, don't, don't send any sexy IMs to anybody. That's true. Uh, I will not do that. I was, I was talking with my, my, my friend and I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to be like, Oh, Nathan, you're so sexy. You should eat a bowl of lucky charms. Uh, <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, I, uh, I just got a notification from a Reddit that I follow. Oh, okay. Um, so apparently, and I didn't think that this was true, but there are a lot of people who are confirming it. So I, I follow the data hoarder, uh, subreddit. Right. Uh, b because I'm very much in this camp. Um, apparently, um, modern hard drives have, uh, 3d accelerometers, in them which I, I i knew that okay uh, but apparently uh they are sensitive to harmonics in the air so it's like sound right right yeah so if you yell at a hard drive it can cause the hard drive to slow itself down to prevent damage because it thinks that it's being moved and I... if you if you blow a trumpet at it it can cause the hard drive to completely turn itself off. I love the idea that you hurt its feelings. <laughs> I love the idea that you're like, hey, you suck. You're really slow. And it's like, fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> So uh, uh, there's, there, there are a bunch of people who are like, man, now I want to take a tour of, a, of an AWS data center. And just start yelling. <laughs> and just, like... What a what a strange thing. Yes. That technology is. So there there are some other hard drives and then we'll we'll end this. I think we've spoken about them before. Uh I was actually reading about them a couple years ago and they have I don't know if they've released any or if they are only released for data centers right now. But mechanical hard drives with multiple actuators. I believe that's I believe I'm I'm talking I'm saying the right things. You're talking about the, the heads? Yeah, so it would, instead of having one actuator, so one thing to move all the heads around, you have multiple actuators so they can access different parts of the disk at the same time. And I think that's really cool. That is a pretty novel way of, of adding functionality. Now you'd have to fit it in the same form factor which i which i guess is is it wouldn't they've, be that hard they've already done it man I, they have videos of it working yeah like, I, like I was, it's really like, cool huh that's yeah that is a really cool idea and, and they it, can like and and uh, i'm sorry i'm interrupting you again i do no, it all the time um they have right now from what i i remember they only have two 
but they said that they can scale up that that they plan on scaling up to four different actuators. So theoretically, increasing the performance of a spinning disc by four times. While while yeah. not increasing the speed that the disc rotates. So hopefully then not reducing risk of of uh yeah of self destruction yeah yeah so you can get a oh. seventy two hundred rpm uh machine that may or or hard drive that may run you know three to four times faster than what it would normally run at so theoretically I would hope if one of the actuators fails that it still continues to function and just just slows down. That would be nice. Yeah, instead of like, let's say you have one of the two actuator ones, it just like, it fails and then it locks with the other one. So um, you don't have to replace the entire drive. I yeah. can understand what you're saying. I that doubt would, that. That would be, be kind of cool though, if, if like that was added to the smart spec or whatever. Or right. it, like you, you could have that in the smart features of the drive and, and be like, hey, one of the one of the arms failed. You want to replace this drive like now? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a lot better than how smart usually works, where it's like, "Hey, the drive failed. Fuck you." Do you want any of this information? Well, too bad. Did you have a raid set up? Oh, the other one failed too. Fuck off. Um, we are done for today. We have spoken about a bunch of different stories and about our lives a little bit. We will be back next week, bringing some more exciting news from around the the globe. And I'll tell you about uh, I'll talk about my new Pixel, and also I'll talk to you about uh, talk to you about my new webcam that I'm I'm going to be using here. Uh, that should on should... Shatterbait. No, 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 no. Um, I'm going to be using in, I'm going to decommission my Pixel Two XL, and I'm going to start using that as my webcam interesting idea but okay uh it's i mean it's going to be better than my my actual webcam so i think that it would work really well so i'll i'll i'll, I'll tell you how it works okay cuz you can get like you can oh, get I know software. i have experience in doing that uh, oh did it not work for you so the problem i ran into is that eventually the battery started to bulge Oh yeah, that could be a problem. But that that's still a couple years out. I'll get a couple years yeah. out of it before I have to. Yeah, I, I will admit it was a really old phone, so it was inevitably going to happen anyway. But yeah, leaving a phone plugged in all the time will uh, will cause that battery to fuck up eventually. Yeah, I bet. Anyway, we will see you all next week. Thank you for being here, Aroa. No prob. Goodbye. Bye.